Disclaimer. The following opinions on free agency are before any major moves that may happen between the taping of this episode and when they occur. Enjoy the show. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Bleed Hockey Podcast. Uh, one of four in a specialty series, you know, a little mini series of um, episodes going over the uh, 2020 NHL free agency. Now, um, with that, I know that it's going to be long, a long episode if it was all comprised in the one whole big episode but I'm not going to do that. I'm going to make it to where it's, you know, by division. So, hence the four episodes. Uh, we're going to start off with the Pacific Division. Um, and I will also make sure in all four of these episodes to put timestamps for each um, team that I uh, go over. And uh, it's not going to be in alphabetical order. So, uh, just keeping that in mind, um, just putting that out there, I'm not going to do, you know, alphabetical order, um, I'm going to go by three different, um, groups, so I have, uh, for the three groups, uh, rebuilders slash no buyers, so teams that are looking, that need, that are basically in a rebuild, um, clear cut and dry rebuild and shouldn't be buying any, uh, free agency, uh, top guys, um, right now, uh, we have our tweeners, which are teams that aren't necessarily, um, cup contenders, um, but also they're not necessarily rebuilders either. So they could probably be maybe a couple key pieces away from becoming that cup contender or they're also, you know, a couple pieces that they currently have falling off to the point to where they might have to uh, consider rebuilding. Um, and then we have, obviously, our cup contenders slash buyers, um, which also to basically warn also, I'm going to try to be as realistic as possible um, in my picks there are some divisions I'm just going to flat out tell you there's only going to be probably one team that's going to be in that cup window slash buyers and there's going to be a whole and there's going to be some divisions that have you know two three maybe even four teams in that cup window uh, area um, then tweeners you know probably like at least two and then rebuilders is a couple per division also, but um, we're gonna start off with the Pacific Division, uh, also because it's the title of this episode, um, and we're gonna start off with the Anaheim Ducks. Uh, we're in the rebuilders slash no buyers uh, spot here. So Anaheim Ducks uh, coming, which also another thing to note uh, coming into these next four episodes. Uh, about the free agency is that we also got to keep in mind that the 
cap isn't moving. It's not going up or down. It's staying at 81.5. So basically, if your team was in cap hell um, this year, you're probably also going to be in cap hell this coming season too. So, which makes this free agency actually very intriguing. Um, because there's no extra money for teams to spend, so then you're having to make cuts other places, and uh, guys are going to have to take some uh, take less money than they normally would. Um, but uh, it'll be an interesting thing to see. But yeah, going into the Anaheim Ducks here. Uh, the projected cap hit, which also all these numbers and all of the information that I have uh, received for all four divisions are uh, courtesy of Cap Friendly. So you can find all this information on their wonderful website as well. So um, if you are also interested to see, you know, uh, how p- players' uh, terms of their contracts and, you know, how it's structured, it's all on there. Um, it's a really great resource to have. But yeah. Anaheim Ducks. Proje- uh, their projected cap hit 81 point, well, $81 million, $1,999. Uh, couldn't round that up, but, you know, but a um, projected cap space, only $470,000. For a rebuilding team, this does not look good. And uh, you'll see as the episodes go on that there are rebuilding teams that are actually under the cap floor. Um, and uh, there's actually a... Uh, contender a cup contender that's actually under the cap floor as we speak uh, projected to be under the cap floor which is also interesting to see but we'll get to that episode uh it's not on this episode but it's on one of the other episodes um for this but um but yeah we look at our, their forward group um their forward group everyone's locked up for the uh for the season um, and also keep in mind, this isn't really necessarily going over uh, anyone in their minor league system, really. Uh, is this anyone that they uh, have projected to be in their uh, their main roster? Um, so, Ryan Getzlaff uh, will be finishing out his uh, deal this uh, season. Uh, 8.25 mil uh, coming off the books in 2021-2022 season. Um, which will probably be well. This will probably be his um, his farewell tour. Um, pro- most likely at age thirty-five. You know he's been a duck. You know been that lifeblood, that team, and uh, it might be time for him to move on. Especially since they're in the rebuilding uh, stage of things, uh, free up some money so they can uh, do some great things in the future. Um, but yeah. Um, uh, Ryan gets laugh. We finish out his contract. Uh, Adam Henrique, he's uh, signed through the 2023 2024 season. Uh, Jacob Silverberg also signed through that time, uh, same amount of time as well. Uh, David Back is finishing out his four, uh, his contract. Um, 4.5 mil on their books there, uh, which. Could he get moved? Sure, but you know the rebuilding team. I mean, wouldn't help. Uh, wouldn't hurt to have an extra guy, um, especially since his cap hit's not too bad. I mean, 
it could definitely be better, but, you know, it's not that bad. I mean, he can still, you know, have some sort of production out there. Um, Ricard Raquel, he signed for uh, this upcoming season and the next season after that. So he signed through the 2021-2022 season. Um, Going to want to have to re-sign him in 2022. Um, very, uh, really uh, key cog for the uh, Ducks' future for sure. Danton Heinen, uh, 2.8 mil, uh, 2020-2021, uh, he's, yeah, he signed for just this upcoming season, and then he'll have to get re-signed, although he's also an RFA too, so, um, yeah, he, he probably ain't gonna go nowhere, uh, Sonny Milano, he's signed through, uh, these next two upcoming seasons, Troy Terry, through the next three, uh, Carter Rowney, 1.13 mil uh, for this year. Uh, Nick Delorier, uh, 1 mil on the books for the next two. Uh, Max Jones at the end of his ELC. Uh, Sam Steele at the end of his ELC. And uh, Andrew Agnizano, um, only 700,000. And he's the type of guy that you'd be sending from the... Uh, the goals, which is their uh, AHL affiliate, uh, up to the Ducks and back and forth whenever you need people uh, because of injury. Uh, defense, uh, they're pretty much locked up for at least the next two in a lot of areas. The only one that's not locked up um, that still has a contract but uh, will need a extension in 2021-2022 would be Eric Branson. Um, but, you know, depending on who you ask about Eric Branson, uh, he may be not worth signing and he might be worth signing. Uh, it depends on where you see, you know, the value in him. Uh, Cam Fowler is the uh, basically the, the top guy, uh, along with uh, Josh Manson, when it comes to the, uh, the defense of the Ducks. Uh Cam Fowler is signed through the 2025 2026 season. So it's safe to say he ain't going nowhere. And he also has a modified no trade. So he can, he has to be protected um, in the expansion draft that happens next offseason, uh, as well as Josh Manson. Although Josh Manson's signed through the 2021 2022 season and will become a UFA in 2022 2023. Uh, Hampus Lindholm also will be a a UFA in 2022-2023. Um, sign only for 5 mil. Manson's 4.1. That's pretty uh, good value for him. Uh, Erica Branson's 4 million on the books um, in his final year of his contract. Um, Jacob Larson, only 1.2. Uh, fairly good value. Uh, also only, only 23 years old. Uh, lots of room to grow, especially defense defensemen take a little while uh to get you know legs under them and really uh really strive um you know they really don't really hit their stride until their late 20s uh early 30s um cody Caron, one mil uh for the next two christian juice i didn't even know christian juice was a duck i, I thought he was still in the capitals but he's uh he's an anaheim duck uh, coming into his uh, final uh, 
season with the Ducks, uh, at least on this contract. Becomes an RFA in 21-22. Matt Irwin is due for UFA. uh, And Michael Dozato, also UFA. Um, Which, as the series also goes on, you'll see that um, there are some teams that are going to be needing to sign, like, damn near their entire team. Um... I don't think there's anyone in this episode. I want to say Central for sure has that problem, and the Atlantic has that problem. Um, but, um, yeah, we're just dipping our toe into it with uh, the Ducks. And goaltending. Uh, we have old Gibby, uh, John Gibson, and net for the Ducks signed through at least 26 27 uh, um, 2026-2027 because uh, it's as far as the uh, the forecasting for the uh, cap friendly uh, well actually yeah it makes sense because there's 1, 2, 3, 4, 5 yeah so yeah, it probably ends in 26-27 um, and they don't have anyone currently in backup because Ryan Miller is due to be a UFA Although he's also age 40, so um, will he sign another deal somewhere? I don't know. Does he hang him up? I don't know. Um, I would imagine, since John Gibson's kind of like a key guy, you'd probably find a veteran, another veteran guy to put as a backup for him. Um... Because Gibson's only 27, you know, has just started being starter uh, fairly, I mean, for not too long. I mean, kind of have to uh, let him get those games in. But, yeah, goalie, uh, I mean, yeah, Gibson's kind of locked up. So as long as you have a a pretty competent backup, I mean, you you should be fine. Um, And then... On their injured reserve currently, Patrick Eves, um, he's a UFA anyway, and he's probably going to end up either retiring or taking a, uh, a, you know, very small deal somewhere. I wouldn't imagine the Ducks, but, um, he's probably done. And then Ryan Kessler, uh, he still has 6.875 on the books for this upcoming season and then the season after also, new no movement clause on his part, and also probably have to be protected, unless uh, the Ducks want to be like, "Hey, we need your uh, we need your blessing to uh, take you off of the protected list or give us your no trade list." Um, but but overall, for the Ducks, I mean their forward group is locked up in certain aspects for a little while um they still have room to grow still got guys in the pipeline um I'm not expect I wouldn't expect them to really do anything that's why I put them in the rebuilding uh no buying uh grouping uh same with defense defense is actually probably the more their stronger uh facet of the game I mean yeah forwards they have Silverberg they have Raquel um Sonny Milano, uh, I want to say Sam Steele, 
I've, I've seen Sam Steele uh, do some good stuff. Uh, Henrik, you know, solid. But in defense, Fowler, Lindholm, and Manson, it's your top three for the the, uh, the Ducks, and then Gibby and Nett. Um, just hope that the defense, you know, you probably could make try to make sure that the defense is a little bit, you know, more structurally sound so then Gibson's not being hung out to dry because he uh, gets hung out to dry an awful lot but uh, hopefully that uh, doesn't happen uh, too often in the future and then to finish out our no uh, our rebuilders slash no buying uh, LA Kings obviously in a rebuild after their two cup wins uh, last decade, uh, project projected cap hit 64.5 mil on uh, projected cap space, which is something that the Ducks probably wish they had. Um, 16 million nine hundred and fifty three thousand nine hundred and forty. You can do a lot with that. You can do a lot with 16 mil. And uh overall I mean and depending on how they spend it um, and keep in mind it's also with the 81.5 million um, if they just wait may if they can just hold on and just you know spend very sparingly or very smartly uh, the next two seasons a lot of the big contracts like a Dustin Brown, Jeff Carter uh, come off the books and then you can really uh, do something, you know, grand with it uh, so, highest paid guy, uh, Anze Kopitar uh, modified no trade clause, 10 million through 2023-2024 uh, UFA in 24-25 uh, which he'll probably end up retiring as a king by that time, so um, I wouldn't foresee him going anywhere. Uh, Dustin Brown signed through 2122 uh, for UFA in 23, also probably re- retired by then. Um, also modified no trade. Uh, Jeff Carter signed through 2223. Um, Dustin Brown's only 5.8 mil, while well, you could probably run that up to a uh, 5.9. And then Jeff Carter is only 5.2. Uh, and then Alex Fellow, still, you know, fairly young, only 26, only uh, 2.425 on the books. Uh, free agent, not this offseason, but the next one. Um, Adrian Kempe, 2 million for the next two. Uh, Austin Wagner, uh, I want to say he just signed an extension, 1.133 on the books for the next three seasons. Uh, Blake Lizzotti on his final year of his ELC and then in 21-22 he's an RFA uh, Gabriel Velarde also on uh, ELC he'll be coming into year 2 with that uh, and then sign also on the ending of his ELC next season uh, the following season after that uh, Trevor Moore uh, only 775000 RFA in 21-22. Uh, Martin Furk holds the record for uh, hardest shot in the uh, AHL. Uh, little did anyone know that. Uh, 725 grand 
for the next two, UFA in 2223. Uh, Michael Armato, 700,000 uh, for this season and then uh, upcoming season. When I say this season, just keep just think this season is the 2020-2021 season, just so I don't have to keep repeating that. An RFA in 21-22. Uh, Trevor Lewis is UFA. Uh, he's only 33. Be interesting to see if he stays with the Kings. Or uh, as like a, you know, taking a under a million deal or maybe a million. Um, and then Nikolai Prohorskin. Prohorskin. Uh, he's an RFA. So they're going to have to sign him unless they uh, want to trade his rights away to someone else. But um, yeah, that's your forward group for the the Kings. Uh, I wouldn't really uh, try buying anyone. Just keep, you know, doing what you're doing, going through the draft and trying to get, you know, as uh, as skilled for as cheap as possible um, for at least for the next two years. And then once uh, Brown, uh, Dustin Brown and Jeff Carter's uh, money comes off the, 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 uh, the books, then you can really start making a splash. Uh, defense. Drew Doughty, 11 million. <laughs> Through at least 2026, 2027, no movement, so he ain't going nowhere. Um, basically, your he's basically your defense, because everyone else is kind of like, eh, we could, you know, always find someone better. Uh, Sean Walker, uh, just to show just how um, top heavy uh, the peg, uh, well, how steep the drop is for payment of that defense because Drew Doughty's 11 million. Sean Walker uh, only 25 years old uh, 2.65 million so that's like a at least like an eight and a half nine million dollar difference like goodness gracious um, signed through the 23-24 season um, Michael Anderson on his, his ELC uh, for the next two years, nine hundred twenty-five grand. Uh, Curtis McDermott, eight hundred seventy-five thousand for the next two, uh, and becomes UFA in twenty-two, twenty-three. Uh, Matt Roy or M- Matt Wah, depending on uh, if you're uh, French or not. Seven hundred K for this season. RFA next season. Uh, ben Hutton is a UFA, uh, and then Joaquin Ryan is also UFA, so uh, they uh, might be wanting to test free agency, but we'll have to wait and see on that. Um, yeah, defense probably definitely want to bolster that, uh, especially since goaltending, um, which out of a lot of the goaltenders I've seen, um, Jonathan Quick's deal isn't too bad. Um, 5.8 mil um, through, I mean, term maybe a little too long in the tooth. He's only 34. Um, 5.8 through the 22-23 season. He doesn't have a movement clause, so he could probably be picked up by the Kraken, but we'll have to wait and see for that next off season when the uh, entry on the uh, expansion draft happens. And then uh, Cal Peterson is the backup. Uh, $858,333 for the next two seasons. Um, so goaltending is pretty much a lot in a, a lock for the Kings, uh, at least for the foreseeable future while they're still in their building 
phase, but I know there's a lot of rumors that were swirling around um, during this um, trade deadline about how the uh, Devils might try to pick up the Qui- uh, Jonathan Quick or some other teams are looking at picking up Jonathan Quick, but um, I don't really foresee Jonathan Quick really moving anywhere unless they really want to just try to, uh, unless they really find like a, a Braden Holtby or someone that's a, either a Vesna winner or a Vesna nom- uh, nominated uh, goaltender that's, you know, pretty much in his prime of his career and then try to sign him and uh but if you're doing that then you're going to want to make sure that the other two facets of your game defense and forwards are uh are good go but uh but yeah, that's your uh outlook for the kings because i mean yeah just as long as they're keeping with the the whole going through the draft and uh not going to go buy anyone uh fancy you know because they don't need that right now and they need to just continue to, to build from within and uh, go from the outside if you have to but try to just keep it in because it's also cheaper that way because you, you know you have that draft and you have uh, scouts for a reason so um, just keep doing what you're doing Kings you're going to be just fine right uh, I mean you'll have a couple years maybe until you really start going into tweener territory um, but yeah, hopefully uh, you guys do good, some good things in the future. Um, but yeah, now we transition to tweeners. We have one, two, three, four, five. Five teams in the tweener category. Um, first of which, the... Uh, the pack the uh, hashtag how yeah Arizona Coyotes um, kind of probably wishing that they had the uh, cap space that the um, yeah, wishing that they had the cap space for um, this offseason like the LA Kings do but they don't um, projected cap hit is only 80 million 80.3 million and the uh, uh, projected cap space 1.16 million so not a lot of space to say the least and when you look at the deals that they've made with John Chica, uh, John Chica has made before he got up and left the uh, organization um, you had a wonder you, then you kind of see why that they're in the the cap hell is what I would that's, uh, I'd say um, that that they are in <laughs> they're in quite the the pickle uh, to say the least uh, starting off with forwards uh, now I agree with the deal uh, I mean money might be a little steep a little steep um, age twenty two Clayton Keller in St. Louis area. Hell yeah. Um, is signed through 26, 27, 7.15 mil. Uh, top paid guy in the forward group uh, next to Phil Kessel, 
who is signed for 6.8. Yeah, 6.8 for the next two seasons. Also has a uh, restricted movement, no trade clause, no movement clause. So basically he's he's locked in there. Um, Derek Stepan entering his final year, 6.5 mil. Um, Nick Schmaltz. Signed for 5.85 through 25.26. Um, Christian Dvorak, 4.45. Signed through 24.25. Christian Dvorak, uh, signed for 4.45 through 24.25. Um, Michael Grabner entering his final year, 3.35. Lawson Kraus, 1.533. Uh, RFA in 22-23. Uh, Barrett Hayden and his ELC 8 point... Goodness gracious, like, round numbers, guys. $894,167. Like, they couldn't just make it, you know, nice, round, crisp numbers. Uh, he's an RFA in 22-23. Uh, and Connor Garland, $775,000. Uh, RFA in 21-22. Um... Christian Fisher is RFA this uh, this off season. Uh, Brad Richardson is UFA. Taylor Hall, the big one, uh, UFA. Uh, Carl Soderberg, uh, UFA, and then RFA Vinny Hinostrosa. I hope to keep Vinny Hinostrosa. Uh, uh, Brad Richardson. I mean, yeah, I know he's up there, but you know he can still produce. Um, Christian Fisher, you know, gonna lock him up, but yeah, we come back to the whole 1.16 million in cap space they give up their first round pick for Taylor Hall and Taylor Hall uh, is definitely gonna wanna get more than 1.16 mil, so where are you gonna get all this money? Well, you're gonna have to do a lot of movement and Billy Armstrong uh, the new general manager for the Arizona Coyotes certainly has his work cut out for him because I don't know how the hell you try to keep Hall and on, on, in all honesty he probably ain't gonna stay um, yeah he probably ain't gonna stay um, so that that one series win for the Arizona Coyotes in the playoffs well you know it was it was a nice time while it lasted it seems but um, looks like they're going to probably have to come back down the reality and try to ba- basically get punished for their former general managers, you know, misuse of the cap. <laughs> um, cause yeah, that, that is a lot of, uh, money to be locked up, which we go into defense, uh, OEL over Ekman Larson, uh, no movement clause signed through 2627 8.25 um, is a good deal for OEL and what he brings to the table um, Alex Kalgowski entering his last year 5.475 million uh, n- modified no trade uh, on his deal uh, Hammer on uh, Nicholas Hammerson uh, 5 mil for entering his final year of his deal uh, Jacob Chickern uh, signed through 2425 uh, 4.6 million 
age 22. He's a promising uh, young defenseman. That he's going to do some great things in the future, that's for sure. Uh, Jason Demers entering his final year of the deal, uh, 3.937. Um, on the books, uh, Jordan Osterley, 1.4 mil, entering his final year of the deal. And then Ilya Labushkin um, is an RFA this season. And then Darcy Kemper in goal, signed through this upcoming season and the following season, 4.5. And then Antiranta entering his last year of his deal, 4.25 million. Um, so defense, I mean, yeah, a lot of guys are in their last year of the deal, which makes it a little bit more enticing to be able to be moved. However, comma, the guys that are you know higher up there that's not OEL that you probably would move to alleviate cap space have modified no trades or no movements so you're gonna have to ask for their uh, their no trade list and all that and and see what we can do and a lot of teams aren't gonna really wanna take on unnecessary cap uh, space you know liabilities uh, since it's a basically a, a frozen cap uh, this season, so um, the Arizona Coyotes might be quickly turning from the tweener, which is what I put them, because um, they're kind of in between a rebuild and in between being a cup contender. And yes, I I do have them as a tween. Now, could they have qualified as a rebuilder? Absolutely, but. More or less the fact that they're not necessarily in a rebuilding stage, but they're also not necessarily a cup contender is why I put them in the tweener category. But um, depending on what Bill Armstrong does with this team in this upcoming offseason could really much, very much find them uh, quickly in the rebuilding uh, stage once again, uh, which they recently just got out of. Because um, I want to I consider... Uh, once they signed Rick Tockett to be their coach, I uh, would have mentally taken them out of the rebuild phase and into the uh, tweener phase. But uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what they do in the future. Uh, switching gears to Calgary Flames. Uh, Calgary Flames have something also that the Arizona Coyotes would love to have, and that's cap space. 64.5 million uh, projected cap hit, uh, projected cap space 16.9 million. So they have some money to spend here. Um, but then you look at uh, how many people need contracts. You see why they have cap space. Um, Matthew Kachuk, uh signs for seven million uh, for the next two seasons. Uh, Johnny Gaudreau 6.75 for the next two seasons. Then it becomes a UFA. Uh, versus Matt Kachuk being an RFA at that time. Uh, Sean Monahan, 6.375 for the next three. Uh, Michael Backlund, 5.35 for the next four. Uh, Milan Lucic, 5.25, steep contract for him uh, for the next three. Uh, oof, want to try to get rid of that, but he is uh, basically locked in there. Uh, Elias, uh, Elias Lindholm, 4.85 for the next four. 
uh, Derek Ryan for 3.125, ending his deal after this upcoming season. Uh, Sam Bennett, 2.55, and then becomes an RFA uh, next offseason. Um, Dylan Dubay, uh, ending his ELC this season, $778,332 because they can't make anything round. Um, and then Andrew Magnapani is an RFA this uh, upcoming offseason. Off uh, Tobias Ryder uh, is a UFA. Zach Ronaldo is an UFA. And then Mark Jankowski is an RFA. So there's four guys right there you have to sign. Um, it'll be interesting to see what they do because since they've had such a hard time, you know, sustaining success in the uh, uh, postseason. Uh, do they make any drastic moves? Um, I don't know. Um, I mean, the pieces are there. Maybe you get an extra, maybe an extra uh, forward that can score. Um, and once we switch gears in the defense here, um, they might be doing a complete facelift for defense. And I, I say that because Mark Giordano is locked up for the next two at uh, 6.75. Not a bad deal, not a bad deal. Uh, still freaking like a rock back there. Uh, Noah Hannafin, uh, 4.95 for the next four. Uh, Rasmus Anderson signed through 25-26, mil. So, not bad. Uh, Yuso Vakamaki, uh, ending his, uh, his ELC this coming season, $894,166, because once again, round numbers. Um, and then becomes an RFA next offseason. And then the following six people need contracts. Travis Hamannick is a UFA this season. Tra uh, Derek Forbert is a UFA. Michael Stone is an R uh, UFA. Eric uh, Gustafson is a UFA. TJ Brody is a UFA. And then Oliver uh, Killingston. Uh, is an RFA. So, I mean, other than him, uh, yeah. Hamernick, Forbert, Stone, Gustafson, Brody. All UFAs. All very much, and they're all within the two years of each other's age, too. So, uh, oldest being 30, youngest being 28 out of that group. Um, so, and they're all pretty, uh, good defensemen. Um, but, uh, yeah. You could very well see them, you know, either going to different teams or uh, staying, potentially. But um, sixteen point nine got to sign Magnapani. Um, got yeah, and then I mean, if you're gonna sign any of those in that group, uh, Gustafson probably, Brody, Hamnick uh, for sure. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see. And then goaltending is uh, kind of also really interesting, which is also why a lot of people were uh, tying Braden Holtby to the, the Flames because of the cap space that they have and also what their goalie situation looks like because uh, David Riddick is the only guy that they currently have under contract, at least on, um, on their main roster right now. Uh, $2.75 it's only for this season. After that, he's a UFA. 
Cam Talbot is a UFA. So basically, it's just the the David Riddick show, unless they uh, do something. <laughs> um, real quick, but um, but yeah, the Flames could look like a completely different team um, next year. For sure, uh, yeah, next season for sure. Um, which also like the Coyotes, they could be moves away to where they could either. Uh, well, the Coyotes are basically they're just moves away from becoming instead of a tweener into a rebuilder. While I put the Flames as a tweener because they are they they have the cap space to potentially be a couple moves away from being a cup contender but at the same time they could really find themselves backwards and becoming a rebuilder real quick um so it's just riding that line you know but they have 16.9 mil um they spend it wisely they should be fine um and speaking of their uh teams that are in alberta uh edmonton uh projected cap hit edmonton oilers cap hit point. Uh, 70.9 mil projected uh, cap space 10.5 mil um, highest paid guy on the team Connor McDavid McJesus is what some ways call him uh, 12.5 mil through 2526 uh, Leon Dreisaitl 8.5 for the next 5 uh, Ryan Nugent Hopkins Ending his uh, contract after this com- coming season, six million. Uh, James Neal, five point seven five for the next three. Uh, Zach Cassian, three point two for the next four. Uh, Alex Chason, two point one five for this upcoming season. Josh Archibald, one point five for the next two. Shijar uh, Kahara, uh, one point two million for this upcoming season. Uh, Kyler Yamamoto. Uh, ending his ELC after this season, $894,166. God damn it. Keep it in a round number, please. Thank you. Um, Patrick Russell, $700,000. Uh, Andreas Anastasiu uh, is an RFA this season. Riley, uh, Riley Sheehan is a UFA this season. And then Tyler Ennis is a UFA this season. Um, with uh, Ken Holland uh, signing, them, signing them deals. Um, be interesting to see what they do with the forward group. Um, if they keep uh, AA or um, let them go, uh, even though they have he's an RFA, I mean, you could trade his rights, but um, don't know what they're gonna do um, with them. Um, defense, I want to say, is probably a little bit more of the worry for the Flames and also goaltending. Because um, you have Darnell Nurse for the next two at 5.6 mil. Uh, Oscar Clefbaum, 4.167 for the next three. Adam Larson, 4.166 for the upcoming season. Then it becomes a UFA in 21-22. Uh, Chris Russell, 4 million, ending his deal uh, in uh, needing a new contract in 21-22. Uh, Caleb Jones, 850,000. And then Matthew Benning is an RFA, and then Ethan Bear is an RFA, so, um, I mean, yeah, you get, uh, guys in the pipeline, um, that are highly touted, but, you know, to be, uh, hopefully they figure some shit out, 
um, because, you know, you have arguably one of the greatest uh, gore scores right now in Connor McDavid, and it'd be awful if you squandered his, you know, greatness um, just being mediocre for years on end. Um, which is why I'm happy that he's with the Oilers and not with the uh, the Sabers, because the Sabers are gonna have been mediocre for a long time. I mean, yeah, I mean Edmonton has been too, but but the uh, <laughs> the Sabers. But we'll we'll get to them when we get to the Atlantic Division, which will be the last one. We'll do the Atlantic the, for the last episode. Um, but defense could probably use some work. Goaltending is also something that might need some work because Miku Kostinen is the only guy under contract, 4.5 mil for the next two, age 32. Mike Smith, age 38, is a UFA. Um, so who do you have as a backup? I don't know. Do you try to go for a guy like a Braden Holtby? I don't know. Um, would it help them if they got him yes and no yes because he's better than what they have but no because as I said Miku Kostin's 4.5 and Hopi is going to be more than 4.5 and you're not going to lock up like 10 million uh, on your back you know on your goalie you know in between the pipes you know you don't want to do that Especially if we only have 10.5 mil. Um, I mean, yeah, they don't really have that many uh, spots to really sign in. So, I mean, you could make it work. But um, if you're trying to, if the end goal is to get into the playoffs and try to become a cup contender and get out of this tweener um, bracket that I've put them in, um, you're not going to want to do that. Uh, You're going to want to, you know, be sustainable across the whole board instead of just in one area. Cough, cough, Toronto Maple Leafs, cough, cough. Um, but, but yeah, be looking. I'll be looking uh, real intently and seeing what Edmonton does, uh, as well as Calgary, because Calgary, you know, it's something's got to give with them too, because you know they've been, you know, are they gonna do something and uh, or choke? Are they gonna do something or choke? And then they always choke, um, and something just blows up in their face and then they you know end up getting eliminated but um but unlike um but at least Calgary has been sustainably in the playoffs for the most part uh maybe missing that one off year every one and again uh, now and again but yeah Edmonton hasn't had any kind of sustainable you know entries into the uh the playoffs other than the, the one year I want to say it's 2015 2016 is yeah I want to say it's 2016 when they went to the playoffs and then, you know, fell off, but, um, but yeah, um, yeah, that's, uh, Edmonton Oilers, and we're gonna take a quick break, though, uh, I know it's only, like, 47 minutes in, um, but yeah, we're gonna take a quick break, and we'll get into the San Jose Sharks. Alright, so, diving into San Jose Sharks. Uh, projected cap hit 67.3 million uh, projected cap space 14.1 so they've got some uh, some room to spend however 
Um, which also, unlike a lot of teams, surprisingly, uh, San Jose actually has a lot of their key cogs locked up. So they have a lot of room for uh, doing something different, um, so to speak, uh, to try to, you know, bring them back into the playoff fold and um, do something great. Um, so first off, forward group, uh, one of their key cogs for sure. Uh, Logan Couture locked up eight million through twenty six twenty seven, uh, so he's he's gonna be there for a long long time. Uh, Vander Kane seven million for the next five. Uh, Timo Meyer six million for the next three. Uh, Thomas Hurdle uh, five point six two five for the next two. Uh, Marcus Sorensen, uh, only 1.5 in his UFA following after that. Uh, Leon Brigman, uh, 800, oh, he's on his ELC, second year of his ELC. Uh, Noah Gregor, ELC, uh, his final year of that. Uh, Alex True, uh, or unless there's another fancy way to say his last name. Uh, also at the end of his ELC, uh, Joel or Yoel, because apparently a lot of people have been pronouncing Joel Yoel. Um, Kellerman, or Kelman, uh, 750 grand for the next two. Dylan Gambrel, 700k uh, for this upcoming season. Uh, Kevin LeBanc, once again, is an RFA. Uh, Melker Carlson is a UFA. Uh, Stefan Nosen is a UFA. Joe Thornton, UFA. And Anti Sumela as an RFA uh, just get out the, just get the big fish out of the well not really a big fish uh, in production but uh, in the whole uh, you know he's he's the guy that everyone loves type thing um, Joe Thornton think it's time think it's time because um, if he was going to get a cup it's not going to be with San Jose so I think it's time uh, for either Joe to move on to greener pastures to other teams or it's time for him to hang them up um, for the betterment of this franchise um, I mean I know I know Joe Thornton's a well-beloved guy you know in San Jose front I honestly don't really care for him that much you know a lot of the guys uh, though that love San Jose and even people that saw him in Boston too I want to say still love him too um but maybe it's time to uh, hang him up or uh, move on to another team which you know where that might be I don't know um but but yeah hopefully you know do something with him um and Kevin LeBanc I hope that they lock him down because he's a uh, very very reliable guy to have and uh especially how he performed last not these playoffs because they didn't make them but the last playoffs uh for them to only sign him for one million dollars uh i i called it quote-unquote highway robbery i uh i remember that uh covering that but yeah that was highway robbery uh hopefully he actually gets a, a little bit better of a deal um, but, uh, yeah, 
keep him for sure. Melker Carlson, also a solid guy. Keep him as well. Um, but if not, I mean, if I find someone that, you know, has similar production um, for roughly the same price too. So, I mean, it's not really, uh, you know, bad if you don't sign them. But, uh, yeah, forward groups, I mean, they're, they're pretty... They're pretty solid on the forward group. Um, they just need to kind of figure out maybe structurally better uh, what they need to do. And also, if they really wanted to, they could buy some people. Uh, which is also, once again, why I put them in the tweener category. Because they could easily find themselves back in the rebuilding stage. But then they could easily find themselves back in the cup uh, in the cup window uh stage too so they're not far off from either or so it's just a matter on how um doug wilson i want to say is what their uh general manager is uh does with this franchise um that's for the forward group defense uh eric carlson the big elephant in the room eric carlson 11.5 mil through 2627 um has not lived up to the contract to say the least and I mean could it be just injury I mean yeah you know he's had some uh, injuries that kind of hindered his greatness uh, his known greatness um, but you know and he's always getting he's injury prone and I mean I don't know what you're going to do with him but I mean, hopefully he turns it around because, yeah, as I said, you got him through 26, 27, so, and he has no movement, and, you know, 11.5 is kind of a steep, steep pill to swallow, so, uh, unless he really turns it around, he ain't gonna really move him because his money's too steep to, to move, especially for a hard, uh, solid cap, uh, of 81.5 for consecutive years, and, uh, there's no guarantee it's going to go up the following season either because you know, we don't know if uh, fans are going to be back in the stands to uh, up those revenues so then it can uh, warrant raising the uh, the cap again. But um, hopefully that will be the case, but we'll have to wait and see for that. Uh, Brent Burns, $8 million for the next five. Um, age 35, probably will uh, hang him up after that. Uh, contract's up. Um one of the more reliable guys on the back end. Uh, Mark Edward Vlasic, also a reliable guy. $7 million locked up through 2526. Um, reliable guy. Uh, Radim Simek, $2.25 for the next four. Uh, Mario Ferrario, uh, 900, or Ferraro, my bad. Uh, nine point, uh, $925,000. On the second year of his ELC, uh, Brandon Davidson is UFA, uh, Dalton Prout is a UFA, and then Jacob Mil- Middleton is an RFA. So, not a lot of pieces that can be really added or moved in defense, um, unless you're really trying to bolster a, a very expensive defense. But hey, um, especially if it's an offensive forward like a Brent Burns. Um, or an Eric Carlson, you I mean yeah, you could you could do that because it's like having a fourth 
forward out there, especially in the case Brent Burns, who actually used to be a forward and then he got converted into a defenseman. So, um, but yeah, um, that's your forward group. And goaltending is probably going to be the uh, the big the big thing for the um, for the, the San Jose Sharks. Uh, Martin Jones locked in for the next four, 5.75 million. Modified no trade on his contract. And Aaron Dell's at UFA. Um, I had to wait and see. Well, first off, I don't even know really who they have coming in the pipeline for goaltending. But if there's anyone that could really use someone on the outside to be a goaltending, you know, prodigy or uh, a really good goaltender to have in their uh in between the pipes it would be the san jose sharks because they're not necessarily far off i mean as i said i mean yeah they could easily find themselves back in the rebuilding uh stage things but they're also not that far off from being a cup contender once again so yeah goaltending i want to say is probably what's going to really determine that fact as well as the um the defense forward group I, w- I wouldn't really want to touch too much because a lot of their guy their key guys are pretty much locked up now I mean that yeah and then forward group they could really try to go for more of the bargain bin special for the most part because you don't want to pull a freaking Toronto Maple Leafs and be you know slewing 40 million for just four people but you know and I'm just going to continue and it's going to be the running joke for this entire fourth episode so buckle up for that um but um yes yeah, just as long as they spend it wisely, they should be fine. And also, I mean, it also comes down to the whole coaching thing too, because um, <clears throat> ever since the departure of Peter Board, it kind of like fell off a cliff. Even though uh, right before they fired uh, Peter DeBoer, they're also kind of falling off a cliff too. So, as uh, hopefully they turn it around and. Um, do something great in the next season. Although, I mean, I know they're in the same uh, division as other teams that are root for, a la the Arizona Coyotes and most notably the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I mean, and even though they're also toward the end of my uh, my who to root for list, I still, you know, don't necessarily hate the Sharks. I mean, I don't like them, but I don't necessarily hate them. Um, but they're also one of those teams where, yeah, I don't like them, but I would like them to see, you know, do better because then it also pushes teams in that division to do even better. So that also helps my Golden Knights to become better because adversity will help them in the end, as well as Arizona for sure. Um, but yeah, they, they they don't really have much that they really need to worry about though. Um, and speaking of teams that don't really have a lot to worry about, well, we'll put an asterisk on that real quick. Uh, Vancouver Canucks, ending out your um, tweeners. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks, sixty-seven point two million is their cap hit projectedly, and they're projected to have 14.2 million in cap space so they have some room to spend and that is where I put the asterisks to where they don't really have much to add um, or so I mean because they did really well 
in these playoffs. Took out your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues in six games. They um, took the uh, Vegas Golden Knights to seven games. And goaltending was phenomenal. Goaltending scoring was very competitive. Freaking shot for shot. You know, duking out with the best of them. Defense could probably use a little bit more work. And you still don't want to let rest on your laurels with the whole scoring the whole scoring thing. You could probably add a couple extra pieces to really make them a force to be reckoned with. Um, especially for the Pacific Division that's really kind of turning back from becoming more of the weaker um, divisions to become more of a, a powerhouse like the Central and the Metro um, in their own rights. But... Um, taking a gander at the uh, Vancouver Canucks so Louis Erickson is also every time people like lately uh, when we talk free agency Louis Erickson is like top of the board on people that they want to get rid of uh, 6 million for the next 2 years and also interestingly the um, the Canucks don't have anyone signed for more than Four years left on their deal right now so they um, so safe to say Jim Benning's gonna be a busy guy in the next couple years um, so Lou Erickson's signed for neck for the next two for six mil uh, Brock Besser signed for the next two at 5.875 uh, Bo Horvat signed for 5.5 for the next three uh, JT Miller signed for the next three five point two five. Brandon Sutter is signed for four point three seven five for only this coming season. Uh, Tanner Pearson three point seven five for this season. Uh, Michael Furland three point five million for the next three. Sven Berchi three point three six 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 uh, for this season. Antoine Roussel three million for the next two. That's also kind of, that's kind of steep for him. Uh, Jay Beagle, three million, also kind of steep for him. Um, for the next two, nine point uh, no nine hundred twenty-five grand at last year of his ELC for uh, Elias Pettersson. Uh, that's also where a lot of that cap space is gonna go is to him next season, not this off season, but the following one. Uh, Zach McGowan is an RFA. Jake Vertanen is an RFA. Uh, Tyler Toffoli is a UFA. Uh, they're gonna want to keep him. Uh, he was doing some pretty good things with them. Uh, Tyler Mott, an RFA. Uh, Josh Levo is a UFA. Um, anyone that's looking for a forward, that Vancouver, if, they, if Vancouver doesn't keep Josh Levo, someone pick him up, please. Uh, as long as it's not the Blues or the Vegas Golden Knights, but other teams. Um, probably want to keep him. Um, and Adam Gaudet is a UFA. So they have some signings to do. Uh you know, if you're going to keep anyone that's currently in RFA, UFA, probably keep Vertanen to Foley. Uh, Mott was pretty good. Uh, also, he's an RFA, so you're probably going to keep him anyway. Um, Josh Levo. Um, and, God, I mean, all, basically, all, all, everyone, I don't really know about um, McGowan, but um, Vertanen to Foley, Mott, Levo, Godet, you could all keep him. But, you know, don't be surprised if they don't. But, um but then we go into the defense. Uh, Alex Edler 
is in his final year of his $6 million contract. Uh, Tyler Myers is the only person on the team that has uh, a contract that extends more than three years. So he has four years left, $6 million. Um, solid guy. Uh, Jordy Ben, $2 million. Uh, Jack Rothborn, uh, Rothburn, born, uh, two million for this upcoming season. Quinn Hughes, uh, on his second year of his ELC, nine hundred twenty-five grand. Uh, Oscar Fantenberg. Wait, no, I read that wrong. My bad. Uh, Jack Rothburn is signed for two years left on his ELC. Quinn Hughes is on his last year of his ELC, $916,667. I wish that they would keep that round, but whatever. Oscar Fantenberg's a UFA, Chris Tanev is a UFA, and Troy Stetcher is an RFA. So they're going to want to keep Stetcher. Uh, Tanev was a really solid guy in these playoffs. I would imagine that they keep him. If not, you know, it is what it is. Um, And Oscar Fantenberg, I mean, solid guy, but, you know, if he walks, he walks. Um, and goaltending, Thatcher Demko, absolutely phenomenal uh, in the Vegas series, uh, helping out when Mark, Markstrom uh, got uh, injured, who is also UFA. Jacob Markstrom's a UFA. Uh, Thatcher Demko is signed for only $1 million, $1,050,000. Um, for his upcoming season, then he becomes an RFA in 2122. And Louis Domingue is also a UFA, but you're not going to really want to sign him unless you send him to the uh, the Utica Comets. Um, but do they keep Markstrom? I would imagine because he carried him throughout the playoffs. And then when he went down, Thatcher Demko uh, picked out the ball and ran as far as he could. And it took him all the way to game seven of the second round against a team that they already uh, basically uh, basically had uh, written to win the series fairly easily. Um, but that's also, um, for, especially for these playoffs, uh, something that a lot of people shouldn't have been doing, and that's sleeping on teams um, just because of how they performed in the playoffs before the, uh, the shutdown of everything. Um, which also we're seeing that a lot with teams like the Dallas Stars, who uh, people were sleeping on them because they didn't score during the play uh, during the regular season, and then the postseason happened, and they started scoring on like in droves, and people were like, oh, what the hell? And it's like, oh well, you know, just because we did this before the stoppage doesn't mean we're going to do it after, you know, just like how the Blues were tearing people up left and right before the, the stoppage and then after the stoppage couldn't you know score to save their damn lives or at least stop a puck to save their damn lives that's why the the can the Canucks took it in six because they didn't have that that drive or that or to quote one um Darren Pang have the gumption to uh to do good things uh out there but uh I it's a bright future for the Vancouver Canucks I uh, hope they keep Dan, uh well to have Demko for one more year hopefully sign Markstrom too very reasonable deals and hopefully they can have a sustainable future um because the Vancouver fans deserve it and um yeah it would just be an interesting team to watch and I am very excited to see them next season uh playing against my other teams that I root for 
But yeah. And speaking of other teams that are root for, we have our one and only cup window slash buyer um, on the Pacific Division to round it out. The Vegas Golden Knights. Uh, projected cap hit 76.5 million. Cap space 4.9 million. Not an ideal situation to be in for cap space, but hey, uh, they're not too far off um, when it comes to pieces. Uh, Mark Stone of your Vegas Golden Knights could very well become the franchise's first captain because Peter DeBoer made note that uh, next season, starting off next season, we will have ourselves the very first captain in Vegas Golden Knights history. Who will it be? Will it be Mark Stone? Will it be Max uh, Pacioretty? Will it be Riley Smith? Because they are wearing the A's. Will it be Jonathan Marceau? I don't know. I'm going to go on a limb and say it's Mark Stone, but I'll reserve judgment for later. Um, but yeah, Mark Stone topping off your uh, forwards for the Vegas Golden Knights. Signed through 2627, 9.5 mil. Uh, um, Max Pacioretty, 7 million for the next three. Paul Snasny entering his last year of his $6.5 million deal. Uh, William Carlson. 5.9 mil uh, signed through 26-27 very good deal to have uh, Riley Smith 5 million for the next 2 Jonathan Marshall so four, uh, 5 million for the next 4 Alex Tuck 4.75 for the next 6 Ryan Reeves 1.75 for the next 2 William Carrier 1.4 for the next 4 uh, Cody Glass entering his second year of his ELC $863,333. Keep it round, people, please. Um, Nicholas Waugh, $750,000. Uh, Nick Cousins is an RFA. Uh, Chandler Stevenson is an RFA. And then Tomas Nosek is a UFA. Uh, be interesting to see which one of those three that they, uh, well, they're going to want to, they're going to have to probably sign Cousins and Stevenson. Um, and I wish that I would just pull up the, um, the webpage for the uh, for the RFAs because there are people that have arbitration rights and there's some that don't and it didn't really specify whenever I was you know converting it over to my my notes uh, on who has arb rights who don't so I'm not gonna really go into the whole rabbit hole of arbitration um, but yeah, Nick Cousins and Chandler Stevenson, they're going to want to have to sign those because they're RFAs. Otherwise, they're just going to be holding the rights or trade them to someone else. Um, like how the Carolina Hurricanes did with uh, Montreal Canadiens uh, trading uh, Joel Edmondson's rights to uh, them so then they can sign him. Um, but yeah, the only one out of the three that can really walk is Nosek, but I don't know if he's going to want to walk, but... Um, with 4.9 million, might not be an um, might not be a uh, uh, a choice, but we'll have to see. Um, and I also say we have to see because we go in the goaltenders, and we're gonna really open that can of worms once we get into goaltending real quick. Um, defense. Um, Nate Schmidt, 5.95. Uh, for the next five, Shea Theodore, 5.2 for the next five. 
Uh, Alex Martinez entering his last year of his $4 million contract. Braden McNam, 2.5 for the next two. Uh, Nick Holden for the next two, 1.7 mil. Uh, Zach Whitecloud, 725 grand. Um, and anyone that keeps giving them shit about the whole freaking delay of game thing needs to knock it off. All right. You know, honest mistakes. They happen. All right. We're over it. Next season, you know, we'll come and go and, you know, they'll be fine. All right. Get over it. Um, John Merrill is a UFA. And uh, Derek England is a UFA. I wouldn't even, I wouldn't necessarily think that they're going to keep uh, England um, around. They might keep John Merrill, but um, but one, but um, there's a rumor mill going around that uh, they might be eyeing a certain captain of a certain recent Stanley Cup champion uh, for the defense. Um, so we might want to keep some money available if that was to happen. Um, which, that addition, would I be necessarily mad? No. Even though he'd be leaving my number one team. Um, yes, I would be mad a little bit. But I'm not going to be totally mad because we'd be moving to one of my other favorite teams. But what that's, you know, and who that might be, that would be one Alex Petrangelo. Uh, there's rumor mill that he might be going to Vegas if, can't, if he can't get a deal done with the uh, Golden Knights. Oh, well, the blues. But, uh, which, if that's the case, defense ought for the Golden Knights be golden. <laughs> but, um, yeah, defense is solid for for them. Goalies, Mark Andre Fleury, face of the franchise. Seven million for the next two. And, uh, what he does from there, I don't know. And then Robin Leonard's UFA. And that's when we get into the whole drama in between the pipes for the Golden Knights. Because Marc-Andre Fleury has been the face of the franchise, took him to the very first Stanley Cup Final in their first year, and he was doing well. And then the acquisition of Robin Leonard, and you're like, oh yeah, freaking duking it out. If you know, you got now you have two powerhouses. In the, in the net, you know, sure, Rob, uh, Marc-Andre Fleury's 35, and then Robin Leonard's 29, yeah, cool. But you also have to take into account, and as a Blues fan, seeing this kind of thing happen, where there's certain guys, even though they're not necessarily the most statistical, you know, like, they're great guys, right, like, playing... Even though, you know, Marc-Andre Fleury is pretty good. He's a pretty damn good goalie. Um, you also have to take into account the relationship that the players have with that guy. Like, the ki- the, the type of energy that Marc-Andre Fleury puts on the ice, you know. And Marc-Andre Fleury just makes a nice calming... Like, there's something that's calming about Fleury on there. Like, he just always has a smile on his face, you know thinking the pipes you know that whole quirkiness that goalies have you know Robin Leonard I can't really say he has that really I mean and the whole uh, picture that uh, Fleury's um, 
agent put out with the whole sword through the back of Flurry with uh, DeBoer's name on there. Um, yeah. <laughs> Interesting to say the least. Um, but I hope that they can uh, figure it out. Because if Flurry is to leave, it's going to have to be by trade. And he uh, rumored, apparently rumoredly, has been told to give uh, the Golden Knights his no trade list. And once we get into the Metropolitan Division, I'm going to probably, uh, and I say Metropolitan Division because there's a certain team that he came from. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins that may want to pick him back up. Um, since Matt Murray is a uh, RFA, um, I don't wait. Is he RFA or UFA? I don't, uh, we'll, we'll get to that in the Metropolitan Division uh, outlook. But um, for Fleury, yeah, that goaltending situation is—it's gonna be interesting. I'm interested in finding out what they do with goalies and what they do with defense because especially when that rumor broke about Alex Trangelo potentially joining the Golden Knights if they can't barker a deal or broker a deal with the Blues then you know just keep an eye out for the defense and goalie uh, spots for the Golden Knights but um, but yeah they're the only one I really have as a clear cut cup window guy because even if they don't really figure that out I feel like they'll they'll still be uh, challenging for at least a berth to the, the conference final to try to challenge whoever is on the other side of that coin to uh, go to the cup final again next season uh, whether that be your 2019 Stanley Cup champion St. Louis Blues whether that be your potential 2020 Stanley Cup champion Dallas Stars or whether it be the Colorado Avalanche that kind of you know shut the bed um against those aforementioned stars um you know it's all up in the air and also the fact that we don't know when the season's gonna start we don't know if they're gonna do a full 82 game season we don't know anything about next season other than the fact that when free agency is when the draft is and when the uh, and how much money teams are allowed to spend on the, the team and that's that's basically it they don't have anything else but um, but yeah, that's that's been the episode. Uh, I know it was a long one, absolute long one. And the other three, next three, aren't gonna be any uh any shorter. Um, well, some might be. Atlantic might be shorter. Um, the Eastern Conference might actually be shorter because the, I I pay attention more or less to the West. But that's also because my two favorite, top two favorite teams are in the Western Conference, and I'm watching games. That involve other Western Conference teams because they play them more, obviously. So, yeah, expect the Western Conference uh, season uh, free agency episodes to be a little bit longer than the Eastern Conference ones. But it's why I had the timestamps also because you don't have to listen to the entire hour, two-hour episodes. But uh, yeah, don't forget to rate and subscribe um, on your favorite uh, podcasting services. Um, wherever that might be, and I'll catch you all in the next one. Thank you very much.